So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here, bright and sunny day. This is what was on the brochure when we moved to Kelowna. It's been a wonky year, I think, for everybody weather-wise. But we're rebounding strong. So today is a boat day. Yeah, boat day. Friend calls you up, says, hey, you want to go boating tomorrow? You just go, of course I do. You don't even ask. I don't care where we're going. I know we're going for lunch somewhere to a winery. And then going boating. And that's what we do. Not really. That's not what I do. But anyways, quick story. First time I came to Kelowna. Well, maybe not the first time. But I came first time with my, my wife. We came to Kelowna. We were checking out to see if it's the place we want to move. A friend of a friend had a boat and we were on it. He's like, hey, I'm going to organize this boat for you. We're trying to plan our trip. It's a four-day trip. And I'm like, okay, what day? He's like, I don't know. I'll let you know because we're trying to plan like wine tours and that. So he told us a day. He said, but that might change. We're like, okay. So it was Thursday. Thursday. like, what time? He's like, I don't know. I said, okay, when are we going to (laughs) know? The time. This is, and I think this is more just, I don't know if this is just a normal person thing where you need to know what time you're doing things or if it's, uh, hey, we're from the GTA, Toronto. It's kind of go, go, go. Very structured. Um, But in Kelowna, it's like, he's like, I don't know. He goes, he's literally going to tell me probably within an hour, hey, we're heading out at this time. Then you just got to be there. And if you're not there by this time, they leave without you. I was like, okay, interesting. So the whole day, we're just waiting till we get the text. Boat, one hour. So we get it. We go, but anyways... That's kind of how Kelowna rolls. <laughs> I call it Kelowna time. Uh, so it is what it is. You embrace it. Um, it's harder to start, you know, understanding that world, uh, moving from where we did move. And so that's probably been the biggest adjustment moving here. But anyways, that's not what we're talking about today. I just wanted to share that because I'm going on a boat. And I just keep remembering that video. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat with uh, Andy, I forget his name, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, okay, that was two minutes of just boat talk. So now I want to talk about something actually pretty important. Um, so most of, I'm seeing a lot of maybe negative energy, just a lot of, yeah, let's just call it that negative energy in the, in the mortgage broker space for mortgage agents. And a lot of it is around, hey, times are tough, because we're getting hit from different angles. Clients who are invariable are stressed out. The world's falling apart. Recession, rates are climbing. Real estate prices are dropping a bit. Um, Lenders are tightening the the purse strings. And I keep losing. So every deal you have now is that much more important because let's say you used to have six and you'd close five. Now you have three and maybe closing one or two because everyone's become extremely, extremely rate sensitive. People are always like this. This is the public. You have to understand this. Don't take it personal when a client 
wants to talk about rape. Don't be like, oh my God, I can't believe I got another client. All they want to talk about is rape. Well, because that's what they're being marketed to. That's what their parents taught them. That's what every angle they turn on Facebook, they're being retargeted with Nesto and all these rape sites. And then they get on these email lists and it's just rape, rape, rape. When they talk to their friends, they're not talking about, hey, did you set it up right? Did you use a 30-year AM or 25-year AM fixture? No, they're like, what's your rate? And they hold like a badge of honor. 179. Wow, that's great. I'm 146. Variable. Right? That's So this is, don't take it personal. That's where, but if you stay in that lane of taking, like talking the rate and start battling that, it looks like, and you're just pulling out your, like, they just keep coming at you with jabs, jabs, uppercut, uppercut, and you're in defensive mode all the time. It's never going to work. So I think one of the most important things uh, in your arsenal as a mortgage agent, which is probably one of the least talked about things, and, you know, because people want to talk about, you know, marketing, and people want to database marketing, and email marketing, and Facebook marketing, people want to talk about your process, and your client journey, and, well, shit, if you don't have any clients to talk about, you know, this software's used, what, what submission platform do you do, what guidelines do you know the lenders, like, that's what people want to talk about. In my opinion, the best skill you could have as a mortgage agent is nailing down your discovery call. So I'm assuming the majority of people have a discovery call, some version or format of it. Okay, so that discovery call is, give an example, lead gets introduced to you, great, where they call you, pick up the phone, they have some time to chat, great, where they book a call with you, it's the first time you're talking to them, great, that first time you're talking to them. That is a soft skill. There's a lot of strategy you have to implement in that call. And if you can get very good at that discovery call, it just sets you up later on for other things. And so I'm going to give you a couple examples of what you could do. But first off, today's call is brought to you by Americano Blonde Espresso. Yeah, I'm trying blonde today. Crazy. It's crazy over here. And then going on a boat, crazy day. Um, so your discovery call. So back in the day, I had, let's call it, I'd get 10 deals. And this is probably three, four years in the business. And I would close two or three. And a lot of times I'd be working on a bunch of files and then they'd leave, right? I'd get crushed by the bank or something. And I'm like, what the heck? So I decided to go and hire coaching. Like that early on in my career, I went and got coaching. Because I it, it allowed me to catapult myself like, fix some things early on like why do I want to just go through my career and try to figure it out on my own and just get exposure and try to figure it out when there's literally people who have the same problems I have that can just do a tweak here tweak there boom all of a sudden I don't have that problem anymore and I make more money quicker and I'm happier right I don't get as frustrated as easy so I reached out to Greg Williamson who he runs um Finmo now Okay. Very, very sharp guy. He had a company called, I believe, 180 degree coaching. And he sat down, let's talk, let's see your discovery call. And I was like, uh, okay. So we jump on and we role play. And he's like, tore it to shreds, rightfully so. He's like, yeah. And and the biggest takeaway I had from all the training, there's a bunch of little ones. The biggest takeaway I had that I was not doing was I was not asking the client who else they'd spoken to, if they have an application somewhere, are they pre-approved somewhere, are they... Because I, maybe I was just too cocky, I was under the assumption, if we're talking, I'm a good guy, I'm a nice guy, I do a good job-ish, 
early on, <laughs> uh, that I'm working with you. I'm your guy, right? Even though I never asked you, I never tried to figure out the lay of the land with who you're already working with. I just assumed that was the case. And that was not the case. And so I made that shift start. And wow, the stuff I started to hear, I'm like, oh my God, you're, I did not know your mom works at RBC. Well, now I know. So where are you at with her? Why are you like, why are we talking? Oh, am I a second opinion call? Cause it, that's cool if I am. Um, at least because I just need to know, right? Because then that I shut down on certain things I'm going to do for you. I'm not telling them this. This is just internally. Um, so I need to know these things. Or yeah, we have an approval, approval or something for a backup. Or we've been pre-approved with TD already. And this is our interest rate. Okay. And then I would start to go in and I would try to pick apart some things based on what they told me. Right? Without ever putting down another lender or another person. Because I will never do that. I will never say... Hey, that person, oh, they gave you such bad, oh my God. Because it's, you know, you just turn into one of those negative Nellies. And so it's kind of like, hey, so you you have a 2% five-year fixed with TD. Yes, I do. Okay. Why why is it a five-year, not a one, a three, a seven, a 10? And why was it fixed and not variable? Have you looked at those options? What was the strategy behind the five-year fixed? Uh, there was none. And I already know these answers, right? I already know they're going to come back. The bank just goes, here you go, right? Because they want to throw everyone into a fix. It's a mousetrap. Um, so I'll kind of explain that a little bit. But I will never say, hey, you got bad advice. I'll just be like, okay, I want them to come to their own conclusion. So this is if they tell me that they've worked with banks or they have something somewhere. I always go, what strategy? Like, why that? Because if you were to ask one of my clients who are pre-approved why we laid out something a certain way, they're going to tell you, Maybe not remember it word for word, but there is a strategy as to why we're doing this. And I'm hoping that I would have educated them enough where they would be able to tell you. And you're like, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Wow. I'm, you're in good hands, right? Very rarely did that ever happen. And then a lot of times we have clients who had already had a mortgage at some point in their life, right? And so this could be a client up for a refi and I'm still competing against the branch or um, they're up for renewal or they're selling and buying and the branch has evolved still. And so I'll be like, okay. And what was your, and this works very well if they were in a variable. Yeah, we were in a variable with RBC and we're still there and we're, we're talking to them. I go, okay, so you've been there already for three, four, five years. Within the past three, four, five years, Mr. And Mrs. Client, the market is fluctuating because it always does, right? Within those fluctuations, there's sometimes and usually opportunity to save some money for you. What I mean by that is your interest rate might be X. It might, so let's call it 2%. There might be a 1.7 offer in the market. We'll crunch some numbers and we'll see if by paying the penalty and your closing costs, if we can make back that difference, plus we have money in hand after, or we can remove time from your mortgage, shorten your amortization. Those are opportunities that we present have presented to our clients and they've saved hundreds of thousands of dollars while working with us, all of our clients. Is that something they present to you? I already know the answer, right? Banks are calling. The banks are only calling when it's time to lock in from a variable to a fix because there's fear in the market. That's the only time the bank will call. And no, they didn't. Okay, so so let you know, if you do work with us, it's just something that we do, we do offer rate insurance. What that means is throughout your five-year term, if there is an opportunity to save money, you can sleep like a baby knowing we've got it. We're monitoring it and we monitor it monthly. If there's an opportunity, we'll reach out, we'll present an opportunity to you and you decide if you want to pull the trigger. But now you at least know. Okay, so that's rate insurance. That's what we offer. Okay, you don't have that now. Right. So that's just another thing. Okay. So that's on the discovery call. Now, 
There's another part. I'm actually not going to be able to do it on here. I'm going to do a part two of this discovery call because I have some tools that you can use on the discovery call. So I will do this podcast tomorrow. I'll make sure they're uploaded one after another. This is like part one discovery call. There'll be a part two just because I'm running time. I got to get the kids to camp and stuff. Um, but part two is going to be phenomenal. This little thing, I just kind of threw a couple things in there and let you know, hey, this discovery call. So I'm going to, sorry, I'm talking too fast here because I see my kids out here playing and they're like, dad, dad, what's going on? What are you, why are you in the truck? Who are you talking to? Um, when I did the training with Greg, after I literally, I'd be showering. I'd be like, I would be running through my value adds, my objection handling, how I'm building trust. Never on the discovery call. Do I talk about interest rates? Do I talk about uh, the inner workings of mortgages? Do I like, why would I bother spending time talking about prepayment privileges, amortizations, fixed versus variable, like all that? Why would I spend that time there on a pre-approved, like on a discovery call? I haven't seen a document. I don't know if I'm their guy. I will absolutely talk about the nuts and bolts of a mortgage. When we have a full application, a full file, I know you've told me I'm your guy and I know there's going to be a deal. So I kick that conversation down the field until then. The discovery call is not about that. It is about explaining your value adds in a very simple to digest way, understanding who they're working with, explaining how the process is working with you. You have to have that dialed in. You do. And so on part two of this, I'm going to share with you three, I think four or five value adds. And I'm going to explain because everyone says like, how do you add value? How do you stand out? Well, I literally had a client ask me that a couple weeks ago. And I just went boom, boom. And he's like, wow, okay, that's a good answer. Never heard any of that stuff. So I'm going to explain what those value adds are. I'm going to give you the buzzwords I use. And then I'm going to give you the strategies on how I implement those value adds behind the scenes as we're structuring things, you know, in Phylogics or Velocity or whatever you're using and how we're structuring things strategically for their budget or their proposal. So I'm going to give you the easy version to digest that the client wants to hear. And then I'm going to, you and I are going to, I'm going to explain, break each one of them down after of how you would actually do that and why we do that. Right? So if we put your or a client in a discovery call for a half hour with someone, they put them up against this discovery call going to have, it's going to be very hard for them to not work with us because of how we lay this all out. Okay. So there's a lot of things you need to accomplish discovery call, but it's a 20 minute call, but you're basically going like, Hey, do I like these people? Do they like me? I'm letting them know I'm going to need a commitment at some point. I'm going to ask for a commitment, not on this call. Cause that doesn't seem fair, but cause I want to show you a little more of what I do, but you want to explain that, how you're an expert and how you can help the value add to them and how you're going to protect them. Right. And how you're going to show them the way. And so there's a very cool way to do that. So I'm going to lay that out for you. Cause I think that what I just explained there is one of the, if not the most important skill set, because that's part of selling. Like we're, we're in a sales, this is a sales career, right? Sales wins all the time. Marketing sales always wins, right? You can know every single guideline, but if you got one client to talk to a month, I could have 15, 20, 30 clients to talk to in a month. I don't need to know all the guidelines. I don't, I need to know enough to get on through the conversation. And then I go find the people that know the guidelines. Right? I use the softwares that are available to me. I use my network. I use my BDMs. I use my RSMs. I use whoever, my underwriters. That's what I do. Okay. So I want to share that with you. 
that's just, this is part one discovery call. Part two discovery call is coming up uh, probably right after this one. I'll make sure that they upload both of them um, one week after the other. Okay. Uh, okay. That's it. Uh, five texts today, kids. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.